Chapter 1 Three Angels Present Day Paris floated in a dream, diffused and distant, yet I could still smell the mustiness of the Seine and the heady aroma of French cognac. Six months buried in my office in front of a computer and three manuscripts later, I found it hard to separate what I knew to be the truth behind the Juno letters stories and the characters that inspired the manuscripts. I fought with my publisher to keep the stories as real as I could, but I was losing the battle. It's supposed to be a fictional account, he would say time and time again. The stories are too complicated. You have to simplify. To him, that meant change the story, change the people, delete the ambiguities. Pump it up. I dumped my publisher. You did what? I could only imagine the look on Angus MacDonald's face as he sat back in his massive leather desk chair, listening on the phone to me complain. Do you know how hard it is to make money self-published? These people are not cartoon characters, Angus, or superheroes. Come on, Hewitt, don't be so melodramatic. Look, I get the character authenticity thing, I really do, but on a practical side, you need their resources to push those books out. We made a lot of publicity for you, but that will die just as fast. Face it, you're old news, pal. That's how the news business works. The Winnipeg Guardian had released me from my obligation to publish the books through them. The news stories had generated far more advertising revenue than anticipated, and the businessman, Angus McDonough, knew the franchise had a natural life cycle. We were on the downslope. Time to push the risk onto someone else. Are you saying there's no market for this? No, not at all. It's just not a news market anymore. I won't make the compromises they want. Okay. Look, I'll make some calls for you over the next couple of weeks. Polish up your final draft and publish it. You can always assign the rights later. Just be sure you keep your options open for the time being. For the next several weeks, I edited, re-edited, and edited some more. The words eventually began to blur together, so I decided to publish. I could always upgrade revised versions if I needed to. The day I finally uploaded books one through three of the Juno letters to Amazon was the most exciting day of my writing career. The worst was the next day. I sat at the Ole Club drinking coffee, checking the sales reports at Amazon every few minutes. Nothing. Maybe I had been a little rash. With little else to do, I went home and began to browse through my notes looking for my next project. Research is one of those soothing tasks that tends to open doors to new ideas. The publicity surrounding the Juno letters yielded a small library of email. Often, the information came from relatives who told the personal stories of their loved ones, especially the daughters and nieces of servicemen. Something about the story of Marianne resonated with the women who had been entrusted with these memories, and they were willing to share them. Months before, 
I received an interesting email I had filed away for a time like this. I escaped Berlin in December 1938 after the Kristallnacht riots, the night of broken glass. My parents packed a bag and told me I would visit friends until the trouble stopped. We were Jewish, but my father worked for a man who was Catholic. He told the authorities I was his daughter. He took me to Switzerland, and I never saw my parents again. More than 10,000 Jewish children legally emigrated from Germany to countries that eventually became its enemies, in what historians later called the Kinder Transport. The German government closed its borders after the invasion of Poland, but people continued to smuggle children out of occupied Europe in any way they could.